undisputed WWF champion. What? And I'll get all men off to come here to fight and raise some hell. This is the public service announcement sponsored by Just Blaze and the good folks at Rockefeller Records. Fellow Americans, it is with the utmost pride and sincerity that I present this recording as a living testament and recollection of history in the making during our generation. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Ho, Ho, H to the O-V. I used to move snowflakes by the O-Z. I can't see back then, you can call me. Hey, what's going on? Hey, I'm much. Nice. Oh. Oh. Got buried with snow, huh? Yeah, fucking blizzard. Oh. Good times, good times. Did you lose power? No, didn't. How do you guys turn out? Good, good. Usually we lose power when it's windy, but uh, for some reason we didn't. So the snow doesn't bother us. It's the uh, the wind up here that usually takes us out. Yeah, yeah. So. No, yeah. Dri- driving sucks. Cleaning this shit up sucks. Uh, makes me want to live in Florida even even more every time. Yep. I yes, indeed. I, uh, yeah. No state I moved- income tax. Oh, yeah. I moved down there right after high school and stayed there for three years. I loved it, even though, I mean, Florida I thought you hated it. I loved it. It's just being away from everything up here. Oh, yeah, you didn't know anyone and stuff, right? Yeah, and then I got married or got together with my ex, so. Yes, yes. Oh, fun, fun, fun. So, yeah, uh, we're going to start the week, this the episode this week about, uh, we're going to talk about the Royal Rumble that happened last night, which I thought it was going to happen tonight when we had made the plans for this week's episode and i realized there is no way he wants to go up against the nfl which is why the rumble was always why the rumble was always the week between the championship games and the super bowl because they took the two weeks off and so they'd always have that sunday pretty much to themselves because they play the pro bowl like the saturday or sunday afternoon and uh that's why once once i found out the rumble was this weekend i was like i was probably saturday night because there's no way they want to go up against nfl ratings during playoff time okay so yeah, uh, last last night's rumble, I did watch some of it. Fell asleep because it was it, it started at eight o'clock and ended at exactly midnight last night. Fucking awful. Um, Fucking. Terrible. And there's two two long rumble matches now. There's a whole women's match with thirty people, same amount of terrible. time. And then there's the men's match that's been around for thirty years, whatever. But. Um, yeah, they they just you you can tell the storytelling aspect of the rumble is not there. There's well, no small there's no small feats happening. There's no connections to wrestlers. It's just people coming in getting kicked out. People coming in getting kicked out. That's because the archetype the architect I should say of the rumble has since passed in Pat Patterson. Yeah. Um, who was the one that came up with the idea of the Royal Rumble take a battle royal instead of starting with 20 people in the ring? They come out one at a time and then go over the top rope. Um, and the first one was only 20 people, I believe. And he used to, I believe he wrote the Rumble for like every Royal Rumble up until like 2014 or 15. Oh, wow. And he is past, what, when did he pass? 16, 17, 18, somewhere in there. Yeah. And uh, yeah, his presence is definitely missed. Um, now they have yeah. guys that came up writing TV shows and comedians doing the Royal Rumble match and it just isn't the same as it used to be. Yeah, there were three major main major quote unquote celebrities last night. I mean Johnny Knoxville being the one that was pro- promoted heavily. 
But it's yeah. just it's just a lost art form. Like when we were when we were growing up, we were lucky to live through the Attitude Era of the late late nineteen nineties, early two thousands. And just to have just to have that art form of you have January being Royal Rumble, you'd have this huge match that would set up three or four months worth of of TV shows plus the big huge WrestleMania pay per view that was going to happen in April or the end of March, and you just don't see that anymore. And they don't they don't they don't set it up the way they used to. I mean, they don't have the they don't have the star power they used to, and I don't think and they I don't think they ever will be just because they're going for the kids the kids audience more than anything right yeah because now. he doesn't care about the the actual wrestling product itself he cares about advertisers Advertising. merchandise money pretty much everything else which he also was his main focus during the attitude era if you've seen that documentary beyond the mat uh they they're going um they're talking about that during that documentary but the problem but the thing is back then is they had the wrestlers that could do it and the the writers that could create great storylines to go along with it now it's just about Marketing and and trying to make a dollar basically and uh, and not pissing yeah. not, not pissing off the advertisers is the big thing. So they're trying to keep right. it as PG or G rated as they can. Right. With trying to in and when they try to give it that little hint of attitude, it just doesn't. It does, they can't pull it off because they have to do it so watered down compared to what they yep. used to do. And we're not. It's not like we're looking for scantily clad women or anything like well, that. It's just a little bit of be. a little. And it's not that wasn't even the whole thing about it back in the no. day. It was just it was just there was so there was more storytelling that that could be evolved through through the way that they t- they could tell it in the ring, whether it be yeah. from the microphone or in an actual match. Which I will admit, in the late nineties, was a lot of it was microphone work. But you had major people. You had Austin Rock. Foley. Well, like I think, I think The Rock is the perfect example of that, and probably fully to a degree, is that even his work rate wasn't always the best. Yeah. But you were excited because of the promos leading up to the matches he was going to be involved in, um, and his matches were kind of cut and paste. But depending on who he worked with, he could always get away with doing other things. And every, and I mean, you had Austin Rock, Mick Foley, Undertaker, DX. DX, even though Triple H is trash, right? Um, but together with Michaels, that whole DX oh, yeah, thing it was, was the yeah. epitome of the Attitude Era. Yeah, exactly. And it just you just think about that roster that they had at that time. There's nothing that oh. can even touch it. And oh yeah, it's 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 amazing that that all happened within a five year period of 1997 to 2002. And yeah, and like how, you fire up uh, SmackDown, the second SmackDown video game. I think it came out like 2000. Two or three, might have been a little bit earlier than that, maybe two thousand. And the roster on that is just insane, just insane. Yeah. It's like basically like a greatest. It's <laughs> like an all star <laughs> lineup. Well, it's crazy. Well, the the greatest thing that ever happened was the rest was the uh, WWE Network until fucking Peacock mm. bought it, which now it's fine, but they've watered it down a little bit. They have edited a lot of the material, but See, I haven't Ray, gone back. Here's the thing about the Peacock. It is the worst streaming service on the face of this planet. Unless you like The Office. There, no, no, I mean, as far as layouts, it's yeah. hor- It's got a horrible layout. The The rewind feature is trash. Um, if you, like, I started the Royal Rumble last night, and you can't start from the beginning like you used to on the network. Oh, that, I You can't start, that. like, that is just like, like, 
I was watching an episode of Psych, and like I missed like one of my favorite like lines, so I went to rewind it. it took me like fifteen minutes back in the episode by pressing back once. Like it's the got other, terrible control. The other thing I noticed is when you watch a show, like I was watching King of Queens on there, and if you yep. don't go back and watch it from where you left off fast enough, it disappears from your queue completely. Like it's yeah. not there anymore, and you have to go back and and try to figure out where you left off. It's not. I mean, it's just everything on there. Like I, I watched King of Queens. I watched The Office, of course. Yep. Um, there's a whole bunch of shit on there that I watch, and then I go back like, fuck, where did I, what episode did I leave off on if I'm trying to yep. binge that shit? But yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I pretty much use it for Psych and like Sunday Night Football. Yeah, I've been um, trying because I started so. watching. Yeah, I've been. I started watching in 1998, and I remember the first week I, well, the very first episode I watched of wrestling in general was the Night Hogan and and. And uh, Goldberg fought on WCW, and that was like July of '98. And I didn't really pick it up again until the until we were fresh in, freshmen in high school. And I remember the very first Raw that I watched was the one where Austin uh, put the cement in McMahon's Ferrari or whatever the hell it was. Uh, yeah, was it his limo? His or, limo. Oh no, it was the convertible or something. Yeah, yeah. the convertible. It was a convertible. Yeah. Um, and I, that's when I started watching, and I always told you like through our text threads and stuff that I wish I had started in 96 and I've kind of gone back, especially when the WWE network that was running, I, I went back to 96 yeah. I watched all of 96 and I kind of stopped at WrestleMania 13, which was 97, uh, March of yep. 97. 97's probably my favorite year because that's when Bret Hart was the greatest gimmick of all time where he was a bad guy in America but was like the most popular person on the planet overseas. And the way yeah. that he did that was just, it was insane. Like that he could be the most hated man in America, as far as wrestling goes and go overseas and be the number one baby face. It was just that gimmick, bring back the heart foundation. Austin was on the rise. Uh, DX was on the rise. Nation was on the rise. Owen yeah. Hart was still alive. Yeah. You had the, you had the rock. It just came up in the nation at the end of that year. Um, yep. So yeah, I uh, kind of make an announcement for uh, starting in March because I ended when the WWE, WWE Network went to Peacock. I kind of ended what I was doing for a rewatch because I was trying. I was trying to watch through 90, 90, 1997, 98. I wanted to get back into where I was, where I started in the couple of years that I missed because WrestleMania fourteen I've seen so many times, but I wasn't into wrestling at WrestleMania fourteen. Uh, I was in Boston yeah. at the Fleet Center. It's when Austin beat. Shawn Michaels for the title for the first time. In one of my biggest regrets is not being able to get tickets for that. And one of my I'm biggest so regrets, one so of my mad. biggest regrets, is not being a fan at that time. Yep. So uh, starting in March, I'm going to do a 25 year anniversary starting the week after WrestleMania's 25th anniversary. So that RAW will be the very first week by week. I'm going to do a breakdown for um, a rewatch for Raws and Nitros because right. I've been trying to watch them all together and the pay per views in between. And I'm going to do it real time. So it's for on the 25th anniversary of Raw, I'm going to watch it that Monday or two, sometime that week, and Nitro, and then the pay per views same way going through. And I'm going to try to get through the next year and watch 97, 98. And get okay. back to where I where I caught up because I I've I've been slacking on that since it got taken over by Peacock and it's it's all there, all the raws, you... all the nitros, all the all the pay per views are all on there. So it's 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 worth checking out if you liked wrestling back in the day. When you started uh, watching wrestling, is pretty much even though it didn't seem though at the time WCW was starting their decline. Yes. Um, and it hit 
fast and hard for them because within two years of you starting it, they had sold to WWE. Yeah. Two and a half years later, well, or whatever. And it was. Not only not only that, you talk six months after I started. One of the very first episode I watched was an amazing episode of the Georgia Dome where Hogan got defeated by Goldberg. Goldberg Which, had the undefeated streak, and it was huge, huge win. Goldberg. It was, had but two it could have been so much bigger because WCW been, were fucking retards. And they didn't promote. They didn't promote it, and they, had they it announced the free, match the Thursday before. They announced they the match the Thursday free. before. They could have sold the. It was in Goldberg's hometown. They could have sold out that stadium, eighty thousand people, if they well, the, waited three the months. And not only yeah, that, the buy rate, the buy rate would have been crazy. Yeah. It's just the Especially, idiots running that place, and and Eric Bischoff is no idiot by any means. No. But just the people in charge during those times, well, he was in charge. So I guess he's kind towards, of an idiot. towards but the for end, the most part. Towards the end, the wrestlers were in charge. You had Kevin Nash running fucking. Creative, you had um, yeah, and uh, well, Hogan and Nash and all them had clauses in their contracts, yeah. so that even if Creative had a had something for them to do, if they didn't want to do it, they would just say no. Yeah. So yeah, and then Stupid. at the end of that year, Goldberg's streak ended by by a fucking taser by a cal- cattle a fake taser, yeah. And yeah, it was just it just showed you how the decline went from just just July to December during Starcade. Yep. But yeah, but yeah, that's the that's the plan. Twenty fifth anniversary. I don't know. Sometime in March, whenever whenever WrestleMania thirteen happens, I'm gonna start a Raw Nitro and pay per view going forward every week, weekly. Hopefully, if I hopefully if I have the time, I, sh- I should have time. So <laughs> I'm gonna try to get through that because I I've been slacking on it ever since the, ever since Peacock took over the uh, WWE library, WF library, which I always have yep. a hard time saying WWE. Because it's always WWF to me when I first started watching. So, still feels weird, even though it's been twenty something years. I know twenty exactly twenty five years is when I'm going to start my run. That's my uh, rewatch. Um, yeah, so yeah, we've kind of been reinvigorated with our wrestling through the Indies lately. From the last I don't know, ten years, when we first, we went to a Ring of Honor show in Boston in two thousand and nine, yep. September two thousand and nine. Because I, I told you about Brian Danielson. And That's a when lot I was, of the was getting yeah. big into Brian Danielson and Nigel McGuinness. A lot and, of the uh, it was his second were, last show. A lot of the people that were in Ring of Honor on that show are popular guys now. Uh, Kevin yeah. Owens, Kevin Steen was in that show. Ken, you had Kenny Fred, Omega. Kenny Omega was in that show. Di- Brian, Danielson. you had no idea until a few years ago that that was the Kenny Omega that we saw. No, he was I, just yeah, getting like he was big in Japan. I think he had just come over to Ring of Honor around that time. It's like I had heard of him, but I had never seen him. Yeah, yeah, Cole Cabana. You had. Kenny Omega, oh. Nigel McGuinness, you had... Yeah, Nigel was so on. good. He was so crisp in the ring. Petey Williams, Sanjay Dutt, Young Bucks were there. Yep. And the biggest thing in that show is we saw Bret Hart. And he just came yep, out. Yep, Bret Hart was there. Was, he came out doing an autograph. And then like two months later, he, that's when he debuted again through, uh, through uh, WWF. He yeah, WrestleMania 28, wasn't it? Yep. Was that so, right before yeah. WrestleMania 28? Yeah. yeah, it was right before that. So he came back a couple weeks, uh, maybe... Six months later, he came back for the first time in 15 years on Raw. So. Yeah, yeah, pretty pretty incredible time. And then we got into Limit, Limit, Limitless Wrestling, which is located out of Maine. We went to a couple shows, and a lot of those people that we saw in Limitless have become popular in AEW, which we and we or gone to prison. Or gone to shout prison. out Teddy Hart, yeah. Hart's nephew Teddy, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, is a complete fucking idiot. Which but you, uh, he's a very entertaining to- wrestler. Which you had the chance to meet and take a picture with, which I'm glad you did. 
Yeah, that was awesome. Was that that was the day of your birthday, right? Yeah, day of my birthday. That was the last show we yeah. saw, and it was the night MJF had the title and lost it because he was going to AEW. Like a month later, they were going to start up the AEW Dynamite show. So, yeah, was he? And, what, wasn't he like yelling at some like twelve year old girl in the crowd? He was yelling at everybody. He was. He was. He was. He said some pretty vulgar things towards a twelve year old in the crowd, though. I remember that. I have an and, amazing. Uh, I have an amazing that was video. Hilarious. I have an amazing video that I took of him in his entrance. He comes down the ramp with holding the championship, wearing a crown, and he's flipping off the whole entire runway audience. Oh yeah. And I have a video of it. I'll, I'll see if I can post it to our socials because it's fucking yep. amazing. The very first Limitless show we went to, we both were like, this guy is going to be good. Yeah, We only him. went to Limitless to begin with because Teddy Hart was there the very first time, right? Yeah. It was him and God. Uh, what's his name that we didn't mention? Yeah. Uh, and, uh, skateboarder. The hell's is Darcy Allen. Yeah, Darby Allen, yeah. Darby Allen, yeah, Darby yeah. Allen, who's yeah, also phenomenal. MGAF. Yeah, everybody, everybody that's popular now in AEW, and some people on uh, TNT are, were at that show, and those three shows, Limitless shows that we watched in, was it 2018, 19, and 20, 2019, I guess? I can't remember what it was. I think so. I don't know. Everything's <laughs> been messed up since the pandemic. Yeah. Two years feels but, like 10. Yeah, those are like going to 2032. Yeah, that, that reinvigorated my love for wrestling after uh, yeah. the WWE product got so watered down in the in the recent yeah. recent years. But those shows were a lot of fun. Yeah. So yeah, that's our wrestling um, talk. We get passionate yeah. about it because we used to love it, and we still hope we still love the old stuff. Uh, not so much the new WWF stuff. Even the AEW stuff's good. Um, glad CM Punk's back. I, I'm glad that Brian Danielson's over there and. Uh, yeah. What I what I can what I watch for clips and what I have time to watch for the show has been pretty great over there. Um, yeah, I, it's I, a good product. If, if you're going to get into it, if you want any nostalgia feel of wrestling, that's where I suggest. And honestly, like people like com- like to compare ratings because of what happened in the late '90s between WCW and WWF. Um, totally the ratings audience. aren't too far off from WWE's yeah. at this point, considering they're a company that's been around for five years. Yep, their ratings are really not too far off. Um, especially with a lot of their audience, I'm sure is bootlegging the show because not a lot of people have cable anymore. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, that's our wrestling talk. We get passionate about it. We uh, we love it, and we we watch a lot of shoots. Kevin watches a lot more than I do, but eventually... I've seen some good ones. Oh, <laughs> we're gonna yeah, talk New Jack at some point. Yeah, that we're gonna, we're guy gonna talk, is wild. We're gonna do an entire episode on New Jack. The other thing that we should mention, um, we should mention Dark Side of the Ring. If you if you love oh, yeah. back background wrestling stuff, just the history of wrestling and, and controversial stuff, on I think it's on Hulu, right? It's on Hulu, or you can watch it on thevice.com. Might even be um, able to find YouTube. A uh, lot of them used to be on YouTube. There's three seasons, and it's just a great documentary. They cover a lot of controversial stuff, and a lot of stuff, uh, if you watch in the Attitude Era, there's a lot of stuff that they cover. Like, they cover the... Um, Chris Benoit stuff. They cover the Eddie Guerrero, how he died. They, they, they cover, cover New Jack. Lot. They cover a New Jack episode, which is fantastic. I mean, there's a whole bunch of great episodes. I, I highly recommend watching that. Uh, search it out on Hulu. I know the first couple of seasons are on there. Um, so yeah, I watched that. And of course, watch Wrestling with Shadows if you want to deep, deeper dive into the background of uh, wrestling attitude era time and the Bret Hart um, documentary that came out in the late 90s too. Um, yeah, that's that, a good one. Uh, was that um, um, Wrestling with Shadows? Is... Uh, yeah, that is I, Wrestling with Shadows, right? And the other one the is... The other one's um, um, Beyond the Mat. 
Beyond the Mac, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, um, watch watch those two documentaries. The uh, the Bre- the Bret Hart one's great because it's it's his last night at. Uh, it's his entire last year before he left for WCW, which completely killed his career. When in the Montreal screw job and all that stuff. So. Yeah. If you like if you like our wrestling talk, uh, you'll you'll like uh, you'll like the next year going forward. <laughs> if not, I'm sorry, but it's what we're passionate about. We're, we geek out over that just as much as we do everything else. So, are we? Uh... Can I bring up the elephant in the room as far as the Montreal Screwjob goes? Uh, uh, was it a work or was it not a work? We will. We can. Uh, yeah, we will at some point. We'll, we'll have a Montreal Screwjob as if that hasn't been done to death. But yeah. <laughs> we'll debate that. The, all, all the podcasts that we listen to. Um, I mean, we, we listen to the to the um, um, something to wrestle with Bruce Pritch- Pritchard yep. and Jr's podcast. I listen to, and they all they've all yep. covered that. Ad nauseum. Um, oh yeah. Okay, cool. So yeah, uh, so s- we've been snowed in the last couple of days. Um, yep. I-, I watched a couple of movies. I know, in the, in the middle of the week, we watched uh, a couple of shows. Um, yes. Did you watch? Did you watch anything of uh, of note this weekend while you were snowed in? Besides catching up on Sopranos. Not really. I planned to watch Resident Evil, the new Resident Evil movie, but okay, yeah. I was actually too busy getting into um, my SNES Classic, and I played a lot of Super Nintendo games. Like I was a ten-year-old who had a snow day from school, but um, so that was fun. I got to play some Zelda and some Mario, um, and uh, I didn't really end up watching too much. Yeah. Um, you? Um, I we're gonna review a couple. Well, I'm gonna review a couple movies. We're both gonna yeah. review uh, Tick Tick Boom, which I did watch yep. on Netflix. Um, I will give a quick reaction. I loved it. Uh, you kind of figured it that I would because I love Lin Manuel yeah. Miranda. I was just um, I was very okay on it, but I think to, uh, Andrew Garfield was phenomenal. I think he was in fantastic it. in that movie. He's he one of the better incredible. actors in Hollywood right now, hands down. Like if he's in a movie, I'm probably going to see it. Um, yeah. If it's a movie I'm not too interested in, I'll just wait for streaming. But for the most part, he's definitely a guy that I wouldn't mind paying money to go see in a box office movie. Yeah, he's fantastic in that movie. And the other movie that I watched, I watched Encanto, and I don't, I don't think you even heard of it until I. I never heard of it. But uh, if you have a preteen child that likes watching Disney Plus or listens listens to music on the radio, um, this song is very popular right now. We don't talk about Bruno. No. This movie was was uh, it's a Disney movie. It's uh, one of their one of their Disney animated movies. It is the music's written by Lin Manuel, and you can tell it's got his style in it. And it's uh, it's a great movie. I uh, I'll review it at the end. Um, I highly recommend it to anybody with kids. Um, I'll review it at the end. Or if you like Disney stuff, because some people are just crazy about Disney. Yeah, I love I love Disney. I like a lot of old Disney stuff. Um, yep. A lot of the new, a lot of the new stuff I like is okay. Most old Disney stuff. I haven't been too huge on the newer stuff. Yeah, I'm trying to think of even the last like new Disney movie I watched. That's why I like the live action Lion King. Yeah, the old animated shows, like so, Aladdin, Lion King, that whole the yeah. 90s run, starting off yeah. with uh, Little Mermaid. Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, the begin the middle of the week Wednesday we had 
The Book of Boba Fett, episode five, uh, six or five, I don't remember what it was. Six? six question mark? I, I think it was six, question mark, yeah. Um, wait, how many, wait, are they going, they're going seven, so I think it was episode five. Okay, so it was five. Because um, I think there's two more left. Up until this episode, we were kind of shitting on this show, um, because it just was not, it didn't feel, it, it, it didn't feel right. It didn't feel, uh, didn't feel like the Mandalorian, well... It didn't feel like the Mandalorian had made us feel a year ago. It didn't feel like Boba Fett in the Mandalorian. Is that the best way to put it? Like his one, his when he they was in the Mandalorian, it just doesn't feel like the same character. They should have. It should have felt like a continuation of the Mandalorian without yeah. being the Mandalorian. Yeah. But this episode five that came out this week was, or. I shouldn't even call it the book of Boba Fett because he wasn't even in the fucking episode. Yeah. It was the book of Mandalorian. Yes. Um, but that being said, it's the best Star Wars that's been out since <laughs> Mandalorian ended last year. And which is um, funny because that was yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's it was an incredible episode. Um, like I said, no no Boba Fett in the whole entire thing. Which uh, how uh, how deep into spoilers are we going to get here? Um, well, we're going to get into spoilers, so... Spoiler. Oh, there we go. So, uh, yeah. He gets a new ship. He gets a new ship. Let's just start that right off the bat. When they showed it, I swear to God, I thought it was a pod racer. I'm like, what the hell's he going to do with this? I thought but so, that was like For, like, ten seconds. Then, I like, once they started, <laughs> yeah. like, putting it together, that's when you figure out that his new ship is the same ship Anakin took in Episode 1. A, Na- a Naboo fighter, yeah. Yes. A Naboo starfighter. Yep. Um, which I thought was tremendous, because when they blew up the ship, I'm like, huh, that's interesting, because they just started making money off the toys. Yep. Huh. And they blow up the Razor Crest. Yeah. What are they going to do now? Well, now they're just going to sell new starfighter toys. Another- so I thought that was really cool. Another thing of note, uh, this episode was directed by Bryce Dallas Howard, uh, Ron Howard's yes. daughter. Um, you can tell she, her directing style. She's done. She did episodes of Mandalorian as well. You can tell the season style. one. Actually, the one in season one was like my least favorite episode of that season. Yep. The uh, that was the one with all the women, right? And they took down the Adat that stepped in water. Yep. That was yep. that episode. They had um, actually the girl, the the main protagonist from Dexter New Blood, was the main girl from that village. Um, okay. I just found out when I was looking at IMDb earlier. But yeah, um, I didn't think that was very good. Now all of a sudden she did this episode, which I thought was fantastic, and yeah. everyone wants her to get her own trilogy. Uh, but, yeah. yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right about that reaction. Um, but yeah, great fucking episode. Um, and, they all, and it sets up a bunch of stuff where the next episode is probably going to be another Mando-focused episode with him yes, going to get looks see like uh, Baby Yoda. We'll be seeing Groku and probably Luke. And probably Luke, yep. Some sort of a Jedi training f- area that he's going to go hunt him and, down and give him a gift uh, that he made. Would this be a time to... Trying to think of when Fallen Order... When did Fallen Order take place? No, this would be... Okay, so Cal wouldn't be there, because that would be... Well, Fallen Order was after episode three. Uh, uh, he wouldn't be uh, training with would, Luke. Yeah. How More than happen? likely, he would not be training with Luke. Yeah, because episode three, so yeah, he'd probably be 20 years older than that. So yeah. yeah, so it wouldn't be Kyle Moynihan. Um, 
Unless they, but, unless they unless they aged him twenty years, which wouldn't be that hard to do. I mean, it was no. already been ten years since the game came out, so the game. I think it, yeah, well, if it, was it ten years or five years? How, how long ago did that well, game come is, out? Two thousand eighteen. Okay, so almost almost five years. Eighteen. So, yeah. yeah, I had to around eighteen, I think. Yeah, they could they could easily do that if they wanted to, but that game is great. Um, and they they kind of did a little hint to it this week in the episode with the droid of of the. Uh, the droid in the episode um, is the same droid that's in that game. So, yeah, uh, I can't wait for this week. Uh, 2019 for Fallen Order. Oh, wow. That was. See, that was that's awesome. what the pandemic will do to you. I just had it on my shelf here because I just beat it like two months ago. But uh, Yeah, it's a great game. Yeah, I'm slow with video games, as so we'll, we'll find out when uh, we talk about our video game of the week this year. It took me like three years to finally beat it. Which, but, is, you know. <laughs> which is a fantastic, which is a fantastic game, and yes, uh, but... we'll, get into, we'll get into it. Yes. Um, the other episode that came out this week. <sighs> this show has been fucking knocking it out of the park. Oh my! Every episode is just fantastic. The writing is great. John Cena is great, which is unbelievable that we say that now after watching his wrestling career. Imagine how, if he was allowed to be like this, I mean, you wouldn't have the vulgarity, which is fine. You can be funny without swears. Um, but imagine if he was allowed to be like this on... It just... The way he plays off other characters is just fantastic. Yeah. Oh, I love everything about this show. Yeah, it's, it's great. Um, yeah, it's just... Oh, there's a monologue. We're going to put it at the end of the episode. There's a monologue where he just goes... And when we find out later that it was done improv where they just name off different celebrities. Yeah, and that it's monologue just, is the full version, right? And they cut it did they cut it down a little bit for the show cuz that was the outtakes, yeah, I think. Yeah, that was yeah. that was that was everything. It was the outtakes and everything that was on the show. I had the full version of the play at the end. Oh. Very reminiscent of uh in the movie Ted when he names off all the girls with white white trash names. Oh, but <laughs> 10 times better. Yeah, cuz he just names off celebrities that they they, they could have if you've been keeping up, his father. His, his father gets framed by the people he worked with, so he just starts n- listing off names of celebrities that they could have framed instead of his father, who's not even a celebrity, which is the funniest part. His father's just a dickhead racist. So, <laughs> yeah, it's this season has been really good, and uh, I hope we get a few seasons of it um, with James Gunn at the helm yeah. and John Cena involved, because the whole thing has just been outstanding. And he is one of the producers on the show, too, so. Okay, yeah. Yeah, great, great episode, and I think there's two episodes left of that as well. So, yep. The next couple of weeks are gonna be good, good TV. Hopefully, I know next yep. next week uh, with the uh, next episode of of uh, Book of Mando and uh, Peacemaker should be good. Yeah. So let's jump into the news. Uh, I know you wrote down in our notes about uh. All the different rumors. Yeah, I've been for... seeing this online where people think that Tom Cruise has been filming scenes for Doctor Strange as Iron Man. Uh, for those that don't know, Tom Cruise was originally the person they wanted as Iron Man, That's and the, it didn't that work out. Ni- wasn't that in the nineties? Are you talking about recently? In two thousand eight, oh, when they I released Iron Man. Oh. Yeah, he was one of the people they talked to about it, and he didn't have oh. any interest. Um, so I've been seeing like a I'm part of like these Facebook groups and like one of them has constantly people like talking about how Tom Cruise is going to be 
in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse. And one, terrible idea. Two, don't think it's going to happen. Three, terrible idea. Four, terrible idea. <laughs> How do you feel about it? Because I don't know if you know, I think it's a terrible idea. Um, I like the idea of uh, different variations. Um, yeah. I'm not, sure if, I'm not sure if that's a great one. Um, I do like the idea of having other uh, other um, other uh, variations of the characters show up yeah. in the multiverse. Because they're, they're already going to do it with Doctor Strange, because we've seen... Yeah, different versions of him, and in the, in the, even in the trailer, we saw a darker version that was in What If. So we know there's going to be different versions of the characters that come through the multiverse, um, and and it won't be just Doctor Strange. Uh, that trailer did not show anything from what I from what I've heard through rumors. Um, in general, if you look at the trailer, it didn't show anything. It didn't like show you just anything. see Eagle Doctor Strange is basically it, right? Yep. Um, and from what from what the rumors say, that movie is going to open up the multiverse of every Marvel property that's come out in the last forty years. So yeah. I mean, you're talking Blade, you're talking X Men, you're talking Fantastic Four, you're talking everything that came out with the Fox before the Fox merger and all that stuff, which they all own now. So any chance um, we see uh, Mahershala Ali? You think? Um, I don't think we're going to see that in this, but I think we could see him sooner rather than later. Um, his connections to Moon Knight and yeah, Ebony Blade and all. That I think it's stuff. too soon for him or the X Men. Um, the X Men. Yeah, I'm not sure if they. I'm not sure if they would pull the trigger on the X Men showing up in Doctor Strange or not. Um, it is such. A, it's such a big. Oh yeah. Big project for them to bring them in, because um, they have. Not only do they have to reboot a character that everybody knows that's had. Just as many movies for that, and, and any other solo project in, in Marvel right now has had for solo movies. I mean, you've had eight X Men movies, probably five, seven, six. I don't know. Isn't it like eleven? There's like eleven, um, including all the Wolverines and all the spinoffs. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. And everything. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah. It's uh, it's an interesting time right now because you're right after the Fox merger, and they're kind of starting to bring that into the fold. Um, and uh, with the Fantastic Four being announced and coming out, um, be interesting. Uh, another interesting thing, I saw some fan casting this week, which I never thought of. Um, I think uh, Killian Murphy would be a great Doctor Doom, Victor Von Doom. Um, yep, I agree. He's, he's a, good in he's, everything, though. He's one of those actors where if you're like, if he's cast for something, you know it's going to be good, like regardless, because he's, he's such a good actor. He's a great villain in the Batman movies as uh, Scarecrow. Yep. So uh, I think he would be. A, I think he would be a great villain. Um, and if they do that, do that villain justice, I think it could be the next big, big thing in Marvel. Um, I mean, he's you need huge. somebody. Big thing is for Doctor Doom too is you need somebody that can play that part for ten years or so. Yeah, he's a young guy. And, so uh, he's young enough to be able to do it. And uh, he's he's got that very sophisticated royal because Doctor Doom's kind of got that royal uh, royal king nobility type of thing. He's not a, the he's ones a, we've seen so far. Yeah, and they they, they, could, <laughs> they could they could do it justice if they really wanted to. And I, was, I think uh, I think Marvel, in the first Fantastic Four that was Doctor Doom in that movie, right? Yep. Uh, uh, the guy from Nip, Nip Tuck. Um, That's right. Yep. yep. Um, yeah, he was in it. I remember liking that movie at the time. I don't think I've seen it since I saw it in theaters, and I never saw the second one. I like the second one, but I don't like what they did with the Galactus. And I yeah, I, they made up a cloud. I like the, 
I like the visuals of um, Silver Surfer. I thought that was great, and Lawrence Fishburne yep. played the voice. Um, I thought that That's was right. great. Um, was he the yeah. bad guy in that movie, or was Galactus? Uh, he was the herald of Galactus, so he wasn't necessarily the bad guy. He wasn't he really was, a good guy. He was sent by Galactus to okay. to hunt down Earth and try to feed Galactus, pretty much just like the comics. But you don't see Galactus; you kind of hinted towards him, and then he's just a cloud at the end, like you mentioned. But in Silver Surfer, I'm not too familiar with the character. He is a good guy, though, right? He's a he's a or guy he who becomes gray a herald, ma- gray area. Uh, kind of a gray area, but the only reason he's a gray area because he's a slave to Galactus where he has to go hunt down planets for Galactus to destroy and eat because well, Galactus needs to survive. Galactus himself is a gray area character because he's right. just a he's just a living being that needs to eat and survive and he has to and unfortunately has to eat planets and because uh, that's where he gets his energy. He gets the life yeah. and the energy from planets and the energy in a planet. But, um... I mean, I mean, if you were if you were in the if you were in the uh, universe and you had to eat, you'd be doing the same thing. It's survival of the fittest. So, um, so yeah, uh, I the uh, sequel to Mortal Kombat, which came out this past March or whatever, or last March, um, was officially greenlit this week by New Line Cinema. Thank uh, the God. Moon, Moon Knight writers are and uh, are writing the screenplay. And uh, yeah, the first movie was great. I've seen, I saw it a couple times when it first yep. came on on HBO Max. Um, yeah, I actually re- bought it. That's how much I liked it, even though I could watch it again on HBO oh. Max. Oh, great. So. Um, yeah, I, I liked it a lot. I think they did a great job with a lot of the characters. Um, there's a lot of potential through going forward with the sequel. Because, yep. I mean, those games have so many characters to begin with. And uh, yeah, they just kind of touched the surface with that first one. So we'll see. What one, uh, one idea I saw, too, that. Um, a lot of people were like, after that movie came out, they thought that, because uh, there was no actual Mortal Kombat tournament in the movie, so yeah. it was just kind of set up for whatever's going to come in the sequel. So I was really hoping we were going to get that sequel, and almost a year has gone by before we had word of it. But a lot of people said that uh, if you had started the series off with maybe like a Scorpion, Sub-Zero, or like do individual movies, and then eventually maybe like the third or fourth movie would be the Mortal Kombat thing, so you would know these characters more. Okay. Um, kind of like the Avengers, which I thought that actually seems like a pretty cool idea to get a whole movie of the fight scenes we saw between Scorpion and Sub Zero. Right. But uh, I think they did a good job. Um, Kano is going to be missed because he was yeah. one of my favorite parts of that movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. Yep. Uh, speaking of video game movies, uh, right before we went on today, I think it was during the football game today, they debuted a yep. Halo trailer that's going to be on Paramount Plus. Yep. Um, Looks a lot like a prequel to the first Halo game, which is a great game uh, for what it is. Uh, it's Halo. Yeah, we'll be talking um, about that next week. Yep. Yeah. I mean, well, we're going to break down the first Halo game. That's going to be our video game of the week. Um, yeah, it looks fantastic. Um, I, it looks a lot better than I thought it would. I, I like the uh, the whole aspect. Oh, by the way, with Book of Boba Fett, it's pretty funny that they were the first one to show a Halo-like planet oh, for yeah. Halo. <laughs> I thought that was, that was I thought funny. that was great and it did look yeah. fan it looked great in the in the episode but yep oh uh, yeah the, Halo looks good um, the aliens the yeah. whole the Cortana the uh, the Covenant all that stuff looks great I remember um, there's been Halo rumors movies as far as back as like I want to say 2006 seven when a lot of people I think Peter Jackson was attached to the project at one point when they were thinking about doing a Halo movie. Um, and that never really got off the ground. And I think this is the way the way that the world's working right now is I think it, 
having streaming like it is is a good platform for something like yeah. this where like you can expand the story and you don't have to f- think to yourself that I have to get this down in two and a half hours at the maximum because yeah. that's how studios make their money is by having the movies and be a certain runtime, which is why Zack Snyder's Justice League would never work in theaters where yeah it was a much better movie but you with a four hour movie you pretty much cut the amount of times you can show it in a day and half yeah. So with something like Halo, something big like this, I think the way to go is uh, television. Yeah, yeah, I think I think it'll be great. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of good stuff coming out this year. So, um, Ron Perlman has said he's not eager to make Hellboy three at seventy one fucking years old, but mm. we owe it to the fans. Um, I agree. Uh, second, I love those first two Halo. I'm a Halo first two Hellboy movies. Um, and the second one sets up a third one, which was going to be him becoming the evil Hellboy that's going to take over the whole entire world. And Guillermo del Toro did an amazing job with the visuals on those movies. I mean, it was you're talking yep. right before Iron Man came out, so it was right before the MCU. These movies came out, and they were just fantastic. Um, Claymore was definitely good in it. Claymore for you. I haven't seen Son of Anarchy, but that was his name in that. He was the president of the Biker Club. Okay. And he's... I love Ron Perlman. Love him to death. He yeah. uh, he actually ate at uh, Dusty's Restaurant uh, out in Oregon. I don't think it was the one he owns, but I think it was one he was working at before he bought the place. Uh, our okay. good friend Dusty, who's out there. Uh, he used to go in there every Sunday for breakfast. Yeah, he's uh, he's great, and he's great as Hellboy, and I hated the uh, the reboot that they did. And uh, I haven't even bothered with it, even though I love What's-His-Name. I do I too. Like him a lot, the guy yeah, from Stranger it's, Things. It's just, not, and this week he did. He did say that they asked him to come back, but he he didn't want to because it was Guillermo's was, project. And he wanted to finish Guillermo's project. He didn't want to do another. He didn't want to reboot the the thing with him as an as the character. Right. Was uh, the new one PG thirteen? No, it was R. Okay. R. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Great movies. I would love to see a sequel to it. Um, but they gotta hurry the hell up. Like he said, he's 71 years old. Um, yeah. They gotta do it. Plus, it'd be a tough sell with the fact they just came out with one so people might get confused. I don't think nobody's gonna get confused by that. There's still there's still an audience. I'm talking about the general two. public, not nerds. Yeah. Well, nerds who watch that shit and would pay to watch it and pay for the figures and everything else, so. Um, and the last bit of news, uh, yeah, there's been a lot of controversy with the Snow White uh, movie this week with uh, oh, yeah. Peter, Peter Dinklage. The uh, Dink. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty I'll much. never say that again. <laughs> Peter Dinklage pretty much told Disney that uh, don't fuck with dwarves. Um, yeah. You fucked with us enough in, in It's offensive in to his race. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah. The thing Disney, about that is, I mean, if they did the dwarves, I mean... They only have to pay him half as much as regular actors, right? Bump, bump. Shh. God, I need a fucking symbol. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Trump getting a symbol. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. And Disney is actually not backing. They're not. They're not uh, backing down. They're they're saying, okay, we we agree with you. And there there is talks of changing changing the way dwarves are shown on the in the uh, new uh, Snow White reboot that they're going to do. And right now, they're just being referred to as. I saw the phrase magical creatures, which is terrible, because I don't want to be watching Snow White and Grumpy Creature. Yeah, I don't want to see that And either. Sleepy Creature. Um, so they got to figure out how to handle that, because their live-action movies haven't been great. 
It's about about fifty fifty. Um, um, Lion King was good, but that was only because it was le- legitimately the same exact story. Beauty, Beauty and the Beast was great. Um, Beauty and the Beast was good. That was probably their best because I mean Lion King was also all CGI. Like it's not co- like they used real lions and shit. They're coming out with all the classic ones. They're going to be coming out soon. Like Little Mermaid is the next one up. Yep, and that one's gonna be the make it or break it. And Lin Manuel is doing some some of the music and the rearranging of the music in that. And yeah, he's adding, got that Disney bag. Yeah, yeah, they yeah after after Hamilton they hired him as an, an overall deal. So um, that's why you see him writing on there. He I think the first thing he did was the Mary Poppins reboot, which was okay, but that was um, fine. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Disney 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 interesting time for live action to begin with and. Um, yeah, Snow White, uh, I think it was the first movie that they ever came out with, first animated movie, so yeah. it's uh, about time to do something like that. But we'll see how they treat the dwarves going forward, if they if they change them to trolls or some fucking weird thing. <laughs> Isn't it the same thing if it's a troll? Well, <laughs> they still have to hire little yeah, people. You don't call little people trolls, though. You call them dwarves, and I think that's the whole thing. Like, uh, Well, what if, what if they're internet trolls? Or they can call him Snow White and the Seven Midgets. I mean, you can, you can really you Snow can White really and the balls. Seven Little People. <laughs> yeah, you can really go balls to the wall on that if you wanted to. But. So yeah, that's it for news this week. Um, video game of the week, kind of a last minute decision. We had mentioned it previously. Um, we are going to talk about a game that came out in 2018 by Insomniac Games. as a PlayStation exclusive. Yep. Um, we both great. got the PS4 with the uh, logo on it. Yep. Uh, great game, which I will be selling soon because I upgraded to a PS5. But my, You're going to be selling the game or the PS4? The, the PS4 Pro that I got, the uh, Spider-Man. Yeah, okay. Um, so, yeah, that's what we're talking about. Spider-Man on the PS4. Um, slash 5. Because I played slash it on the 5. Five. The remaster. Yeah, the remaster. If, if you buy Miles Morales, uh, they give you a code to get Spider-Man onto the PS5 with updated yep. graphics and all that good stuff. Um, still doesn't look nearly as good as Miles. The reason why we're doing this is because I just... I refuse to play a newer game if I still have a backlog of game I'm, like, halfway through. So I played it. I had gone to about 51% on the PS4. And then I got a 5. And because my work schedule was so crazy in the summer, I never got to finish it on the PS4 because... In the summer, I only play like 15, 20 minutes at a time for a game after work. And uh, was finally able to sink my teeth into it about a month ago. And I didn't realize when I was at 51%, the game ends at 60%. So I was pretty much at the very end and oh, wow. restarted it from the beginning on the PS5. Because I also didn't know that you can transfer your files as long as they're in the cloud from the 4 to the 5. That's a but, that was a yeah. that that didn't happen when the PS5 first came out. It was an update that happened like a year later. Um, I was like, probably, so it probably just happened within the last six to eight months. What to get the could, to for the update. no it was for uh, so you could carry over your data. Yeah, the the no. carry over data. I didn't think it was through. Um, I didn't think it was. It wasn't on launch. It was like a week after launch because people were pissed okay. off about it. I thought um, it was, and I just I, never I looked into it. Until I had beaten the game, and I came across an article about how to do it, and literally all you do is hold, like, L1 and R1, and it transfers the data from your cloud save. Oh, no shit. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, so, there was the, was the uh, main villains of the of the uh, game 
are uh, the Sinister Six. That's yep. probably the first time they've been used in mainstream, really, mm-hmm. I mean, besides a couple of cartoon shows, the original animated series and stuff. Yep. Um, a lot of Rhino, a lot of, a lot of Scorpion. Yep. Um, a lot of Scorpion. This, uh, yeah, I mean, there's rumors that, the, that one of the next Sony movies is going to be a Sinister Six movie. And this Which is, is done, what Amazing Spider-Man 2 is leading to. Yeah, and this and this has kind of been um, hinted at for years, and uh, the Sony universe has been hinted to it. Even even um, No Way Home, we thought was going to be a Sinister Six of like a multiversal Sinister Six, didn't turn out to be that. But um, it takes mechanics of games that were in the past, especially like the Arkham series, and turns it into an epic tribute to Spider-Man. Um, yep. And it, it takes that mechanics of having that main character like Batman in in the Arkham games, but you have Spider Man, you have his rogues gallery, and uh, you fight throughout the game, fighting different villains throughout the history of Spider Man. And the <coughs> the thing that always uh, one of the reasons why it took me so long to finish is you're basically in an open world of New York, um, and everything is literally like if you go to New York today, like it's it's New York, and so like it's like when I play GTA. Five. I've never completed the story because I usually get lost in just doing other things throughout the city because it's a living city that you interact with. Yeah. And uh, so I probably spent three times the amount of time on that than I did actually playing the story of the game. And that was first introduced in the original Spider-Man 2 back in the Xbox and PS2 where you had the open yeah. world New York City. Yep. Um, and that game, that game was great for that. Um, but this is expanded and fully explorable a lot more yep. than it was back then. I mean, you're talking a game 20, almost 20 years older. But yep. um, Mr. Negative was the main villain of the game. Who's a lesser-known, um, very lesser-known Spider-Man villain. Yeah, um, they, they took inspiration as far as I'm concerned. from the hit, from what I from what I gathered for the game. They took inspiration from Spider-Man across all media, not just the comics, not really the comics at all. And they wanted to tell an original story that was not linked to anything existing. They wanted to start a brand new property. Yeah, Arkham Arkham did that too. Um, they wanted to create a unique universe, and I guess it's called Earth uh, 1048, and it, and it has appeared in novels and merchandise and comics since then. Um, but yeah, uh, like you mentioned, there is a spinoff of Miles Morales. Miles Which is, is in the phenomenal Miles, so Miles far. is in the first game, uh, and yep. he ends up he ends up showing him in the uh, post credit scene. Was it the post credits where he gets bit by the pirate? He gets by the spider before the post credits, and then in the post credits, yeah, in the post credits, he shows Peter Parker what he can do. That's is right, what happens. Yeah. He gets bit like at the very right at, before the last part of the game, um, and then the post credit is uh, him being like showing uh, Peter Parker what he can do because he doesn't know Peter Parker is Spider Man at that time. Um, similar to Andrew Garfield in No Way Home, proving that he's Spider Man by just jumping up and grabbing the wall, grabbing yeah. the ceiling, and hanging there yeah. for a second. Yeah, um, yeah. The gameplay in the game is uh, pretty straightforward. A lot of fighting, a lot of fighting, a lot of kicking, a lot of web moves and special moves. Um, it's also webbing, fluid. Uh, very fluid. Uh, webbing from building to building is very practical, where the web actually hits the building. And if, like, if you're in the middle of the ocean, you're not. You don't have anything to hold on to. You're, so you're not going to be able to web web yep. onto anything. Um, the I had uh, great real quick. That. I had uh, Spider-Man for the Atari twenty six hundred. Oh yeah, and let's just say Spider-Man games have come a long way since yes. then. Yep. <laughs> yep. 
but yeah, gameplay great, um, great, great game. A lot of a lot of Easter eggs, a lot of Easter egg villains, a lot of Easter egg characters for the from the Spider-Man mythos. Um, there's an Avengers Tower that you can climb up um, in there, and you just explore New York City if you want. You you can take pictures as Peter Parker. And kind of take pictures of uh, landmarks and different things throughout the game. And there's little, lots of mini, mini uh, quests and and uh, and stuff that you can collect to get 100 yep. percent on the game, just like all the other Spider-Man games before. Yeah, I'm still uh, working on uh, getting everything. What's your favorite suit in the game? Which one did you use the most? You think? Uh, I used because when I played, I played when it first came out, and I beat it probably a year and a half ago. Um, when I played, I, I used the spider, iron spider, um, yep, from, I used that a lot from I was actually, because it came with the game is the, uh, the one they designed for the game. I kind of like that suit I, a lot. I, I like that one too. Um, um, but yeah, iron these, spider was cool. Spider punk was kind of fun to play around with. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause each suit had its different power. So there's, there's different power sets on some of them, especially the iron spider one. Cause you had the, you had the iron, you had the iron, yep. uh, octopus tentacles whatever the hell you want to call them come out um <clears throat> but yeah there's a sequel coming out uh marvel spider-man 2 uh, scheduled to come out in 2023 for the playstation 5 and it's going to have craven the hunter as the main villain and venom which is i mean the natural progression of this character is venom so interesting to see and of course um the success of the first game they're doing spin-offs of that as well in the marvel universe they're going to do the Marvel Wolverine game, which is based off that character and the and the lore of Wolverine, and it's going to be on PS5, and it's going to be in the same universe and share continue continuity with uh, the Spider-Man games, and uh, yeah, and and uh, I think they've got they got a thing going. Um, I don't know how they go from Spider-Man to the Avengers game that came out, which is not even can't even touch this game, can't even light a candle um, to this game. Guardians though. Um, much better than Avengers. Okay, yeah. Um, I haven't played I it. I have it on my shelf. It's one. Be- I heard Miles is only like a six to seven hour game or something like that. So I'm gonna probably finish that up this week and then get on to that game. Okay. And uh, but I've from people that have played the game say it's it's actually like complete and good. Um, the Guardians game, which is not done by Insomniac, and neither is the Avengers game. So. Yeah, I like the Insomniac uh, universe that they're starting. I think yeah, uh, it's, I think it's Wolverine. Great. I think Wolverine's a great choice for a character yep. going forward if they're going to do a Arkham like game. What they uh, messed up with in the Batman games is uh, forcing you to use the Batmobile in the last game or the third game, um, and having the Batmobile kind of control like trash. To me, yeah. that's what ru- that's what ruined that series. The second game was phenomenal, but when they kind of force you to do the the Batmobile, and it just doesn't. It's not fluid enough or something just it felt off it was difficult to to do that and you don't like playing a game where the mechanics make it difficult to do anything yeah it's it's hard to with the arkham games because you don't know gotham city like you know you know new york city so it's easier to explore new york in the spider-man game and gotham is technically new york but they don't use the layout of new york like they do in spider-man right it's a different it's a different world so you don't know where everything is it's hard to find and hard to follow the map um yeah but New York City, you kind of know, okay, that's Empire State Building. That's the World yeah. Trade Center. You know where shit is, and you know yep. certain landmarks in the city. But, yeah, that's what, that's why I, I, I prefer I prefer the uh, map layout over, over Arkham. I, yeah. I prefer Spider-Man. 
so yeah, uh, that's our review for Spider-Man on the PS4. Uh, can't wait for the fi- can't wait for the second one on the PS5 and, uh, and can't wait get to, the can't miles because that game is fun. Into... Miles, I love the way he swings. He swings differently than Spider-Man. It's, miles isn't just oh we gotta throw a person of color into Spider-Man. He's a completely different character, and uh, the game so far is a lot of fun. He has uh, he uses electricity, um, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, and I mean, obviously, you've seen Into the Spider-Verse, and most people have too. So. Yep, if you haven't seen that, watch Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, it's a good intro to Miles and the story of Miles. Um, and I think the game's follow, game follows a little bit of that story with the, with uh, with his uncle and stuff, so we'll see. So yeah, we're going to get into the movie reviews of the week. It's our, it's our last thing we're going to talk about. Um, we watched Tick, Tick, Boom. <coughs> um, I watched it a while ago, like when it first came, like over Christmas, when it first came out on Netflix... Yeah, I watched it a couple uh, days ago. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm not huge into those types of movies. Um, I know you're a huge fan of uh, the guy that wrote and directed or whatever. Yeah, Lin-Manuel Miranda wrote and directed this movie. Um, The music was done by a a man named Jonathan Larson, who who created and wrote the music for Rent. Um, He ended up dying... The night of previews, he had a aneurysm, and he died, and he never saw the success of Rent. He never saw this, any success in life. He died before he could could reap the benefits. Um, and this and this is based off his life, uh, based off a for the first movie or, or screenplay that he did, which was called Tick, Tick, Boom, um, which is based off a character who lived in New York trying to write a screenplay. Basically, is, is, it was his life. Um... And, and uh, yeah, uh, Andrew Garfield's great in the movie. He had a couple of songs. I took a clip of one of the songs that I liked. For someone, for someone who's not known for being a singer, I think he did a fantastic job in the in the whole entire movie. Um, yeah. Well, the thing about that is, I was about to say, um, is a lot of these guys. He might have been one of them. Not sure. I haven't looked into his background, but a lot of them do start on stage and have to yeah. do some singing. Yeah. But to do it to the extent that he did in this movie, I thought was very commendable, and he was just phenomenal. Yeah, I, I liked him in this movie a lot. Um, I like like you've mentioned, like you mentioned before, he's a great actor. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people just think of him as Spider-Man, but he's great in everything that I've seen him in. And you look at back at the social network, you look at back at everything that he's done. The emotion that he showed in the social network is on par with everything, anything else. Social network was. and, uh, Hacksaw Ridge is the other one that I always recommend. Yeah. Um, Hacksaw, I love Hacksaw Ridge. Um, yeah. so yeah. So yeah, what do you give this, uh, pineapple rating? I'd say for me, probably three. Okay. Like it's definitely worth checking out. Um, it would be higher if I liked that type of movie, but like, if you don't like science fiction and watch science fiction movie, like, you know, yeah. um, um, it's gonna be a little bit lower. 
Yeah, I'm gonna give it a four. Um, I yep. did love. I love this movie, and you knew yeah, I, I figured would. you would. Yeah, you knew I would because I, I love Lin Manuel. I love music. <laughs> you were pissed when you found out that I had watched it without you. <laughs> yep. Yeah, because I, I wanted to watch it for a lost movie or not a lost movie, a review. Um, yeah. Yeah. Great movie. I'm gonna give it a four. Um, uh, breaking like, news, Ray. Breaking news. Oh God. Breaking news. I don't, have breaking news. I don't have a breaking news. Sound. Well, get one. Not now. Breaking news. Breaking right. news. This year, the Los Angeles Rams will be playing the Cincinnati Bengals in the Super Bowl. So, put a pin in that. Two weeks. And that's going to be a good one. In LA. In LA. With Eminem doing the halftime show with Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, uh, Mary J. Blige, and Kendrick Lamar. Nice. So, there you go. There's your sports topic for the week. For the half of our listeners, <laughs> our five or six listeners. That are like, yes. All right, oh. so continue. Uh, your final thoughts on Tick, Tick, Boom. You gave it a uh, four. I gave it a four. solid three. I know it would be higher if I liked musicals more. Um, but, I mean, Andrew Garfield's performance to me was – three was the lowest. It was the lowest I could go. I mean, if I watch it again, it might even be higher. Um, but I'd say solid three for me and yeah, a four like for you. I like the music a lot. Um, yeah, I, I'm gonna go back and watch it. I think. I mean, it's it's hard to find time to watch uh, movies you've already seen without because I'm always trying to get shit off my list and my ever growing list of stuff I want to watch. Yeah. So, um, and I'm gonna review um, in in Canto. Uh, yep. I haven't. I, go for I, it. You have you haven't seen it yet, but I suggest you watch it. Um, there's some great music. Um, visually, this movie is is fantastic. Um, I, I, uh, it's, I don't think it's not a Pixar movie. It's a, it's a Disney animated movie. So it's, it's part, it's a, it's a, it's a computer generated, it's a new version of animation that they do because they don't do the old pencil version anymore. Um, visually stunning, um, music by Lin-Manuel Miranda. He did a lot of the music. If I were to, if I were to explain this movie, it's like the X-Men meets Coco. If you ever seen Coco, it's another Disney movie. Um, great movie. Um, I've already played Talk About Bruno. It's, it's a popular song. It's all over the radio. It's I think it's like number one billboard or close to it. Um, it's a, uh, yeah, great movie. Love the music. Love the soundtrack. Love the actors. I know John Lenquizamo is one of the people in it. Uh, Stephanie, I can't remember her last name, but she's in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. She plays Rosa. She's the lead character in the movie. Um... Yeah, great, 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 uh, great movie. I, I can't recommend it highly, higher enough. Um, I'm gonna give it a four out of five pineapples. That's how much I liked it. Okay. Um, and I suggest you watch it. I suggest everybody who's listening watch it, uh, especially if you have kids, they'll love it. Um, if you love musicals, if you love Disney, you like the old school Disney, you like it. Um, yeah, great movie. And uh, I think that's where we're going to end the episode this week because uh, we uh, we don't have we got nothing else. So. We are we are out. We are all yes. done. That's it. No more. All gone. This is where this is where we leave you. So uh, yeah, thanks for listening and uh, and uh, share the episode. We we need to have a uh, hundred people listening a week. That's where we'll feel. That's where we'll feel comfortable. <laughs> Yes, you know what? <laughs> Tell you what, the one hundredth person that that downloads that becomes a weekly listener, we'll come to your house. We'll do the podcast there. You can be a special guest. 
Well, <laughs> well, Kevin, maybe not. Give, but <laughs> Kevin, you give these uh, these uh, things out to the world and the universe. We may actually have to do that. So no, like like Turkish Netflix. If we have if we have a thousand if we have a thousand listeners, we'll do live. We'll do a live show. Yeah, why not? I'll run so down my parents' basement. Get a thirty pack of Coors Light. Yeah, we'll make we'll, a good time. Do, we'll do a live show at Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> yes, uh, those rolls are so good. Buy us some, <laughs> buy us some apps and some beers for Kevin, and we'll be all set. <laughs> yes. So yeah, just share our episodes, share share our Facebook page, like and subscribe. If you haven't listened, well, if you're listening to this, you're listening. So, and we will talk to you next week. Peace. Because I couldn't think of anybody else. What about Ariana Grande or Drake? What? Brad Pitt or Payne Stewart or Doug the Pug, Khloe Kardashian, the Red Tiger from Voltron, Tinky Winky, Mariska Hargitay, Mario, Super Mario, fucking Luigi, Yoshi, the Princess, Bert, Ernie, Grover, Snuffleupagus, Burger King, Grimace, Ronald McDonald, the two old guys from the balcony and the Muppets, Fran Tarkenton, Joe Montana, Joe Montana, Eddie Murphy, Michael Jordan, Michael B. Jordan, BTS, Eugene Levy, John Lovitz, shut the fuck up and listen, man, I'm giving you a list of people you could have done, Danny DeVito, Andy Kaufman, Jim Morrison, any one of the fucking Beatles, Pete Best, George Carlin, dead. Danny Glover, Mel Gibson, Ice-T, Ice Cube, Vanilla Ice, Elvis fucking Presley, Priscilla Presley, Seth Meyers, what about Seth Meyers, or for that matter, Jay Leno, Conan's not really doing much right now, Will Ferrell, Howard Stern, Baba Booey, Robin Ophelia, Quivers, fucking Telly Zabalas, Freddie Stroma, James Gunn, what the fuck, dude? Those last two aren't even things. Alice Cooper, Ozzy Osbourne, Sharon Osbourne, Bill Cosby, he just got out, he's got time on his hands. Amy Winehouse. Dude, Amy Winehouse is fucking dead. Optimus Prime, Shipwreck, Cobra Commander, the fucking cunts from Riverdale. All right, most of those, you're right, could probably go to prison, but I would never put Ariana Grande in there. She looks too innocent. Possibly true. Possibly.